Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. You sitting down? No. Good, because here it comes. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff for part six of our Daniel series. We're going to be wrapping up our series tonight in Daniel chapter six. We know that Daniel goes on beyond, but uh, we wanted to take a look at these first six chapters. Some really practical, applicational, applicational, educational, inspirational uh, things for us here. Some other all word. Yeah, and uh, we've been we've been having a great time and. Daniel is such a great man of God to follow, and um, we're going to be hitting up the classic story of Daniel in the lion's den tonight. Yeah, that's a classic. That's like Sunday School 101, you know? (laughs) The guy who got thrown with the lions and then lived. Yeah, that's right up there with Samson and David and Goliath and Shadrach, Meshach, and Bednego. All those classics. There's a lot of classic stories in this book because Daniel and his friends were like the men. They were like extreme altar life followers of God you know yeah, it's like people we should live our lives to model them after and um, great examples of what to do and it was crazy because the culture in this world was you know it was it was a lot more uh, I don't know prehistoric I mean, it was a lot <laughs> older yeah. you know I'm sure everyone looked funny dressed funny different you know it wasn't as current but the issues of the of the day were the same issues as we're experiencing in uh, our culture today, I mean, sin is the, is the same. The enemy is the same. God is the same. Um, and uh, there's a lot of lessons to be had and learned in these chapters. So, yeah, I think it's astonishing. Like Daniel and his friends, how many times they faced death for what they believed. Yeah. It was like a recurring theme for them. They were here. We go to, again, <laughs> and they were unwavering in that. It was like, all right, so today it's okay for me to serve God. Tomorrow I'm going to get killed if I serve God. I'm just going to serve God. (laughs) Figure it out later. (laughs) (laughs) Serving God, you know, the world sees it, and the world is very fickle if it's okay or not. And um, in Daniel's case, and, you know, soon to be in our case, it's not cool for you to serve God and to love him above all else. And um, there's only room for one God, and that's what our topic is tonight. And Daniel is the true example of following after that. And, um... You know, we are rolling in Daniel 6. Get your Bible out. I mean, it's a famous, common story. But sometimes when you read a passage in the Bible that you that you know or you think you know, yeah. you read through it and you're like, wow, I didn't know that little detail was in there. I didn't know. You know, and you get something new. That's the best part about the Word of God. You know, you know familiar story tonight. But, you know, when you go through it, the Spirit makes the Word of God come alive again, afresh, new. Um, and, uh, man, the Bible's amazing. And just frankly say you should spend more I should spend more time in it um, I wish I could spend more time in it sometimes I wish I wasn't had other things pulling at my attention as much as um, it is but yeah I mean I, I challenge everyone to go back and read some of those Sunday school Bible stories uncensored you yeah. know those things are gripping <laughs> they are it's like gripping epics and they're crazy you're like whoa I don't remember this part from the story they told it's the you know the the sugar-coated version in Sunday watered school. Watered down for, yeah. the, for the six-year-old People so like, he doesn't get you know, freaked out. Dying version. violent yeah. deaths and doing crazy things. And you're like, whoa, I do not remember this <laughs> from Sunday school. Getting right into the topic tonight, Daniel, he was like the third. He was one of the like top three guys. And of course, it says that he was even above the top other two guys because yeah. he was just the spirit that was in him. And we know Daniel. We've been, we've been traveling with him through the through the stories here and the, and the rest of the book of Daniel. We, we've seen his track record. 
Um, it seems like he gets hooked up with the king. The king loves him, makes him the one in charge, and somehow, I don't know how he loses it all the time, but then he gets <laughs> it back. Um, and it's amazing, because Daniel doesn't care. You know, in the last story, we didn't even get to that when we were, last week, when we were um, going through it, you know, Belshazzar wanted to give him all this stuff, and he was like, keep your stuff, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel wasn't about the, pro- you know, the, the position or the... Um, he didn't necessarily care what happened to him. I think of Paul, too, you know, went into a city, you know, knew he probably would get stoned and went anyway. And oftentimes, you know, did get stoned or yeah. brutalized and left for dead. And he was like, ah, you know, I'm doing what the Lord has asked me to do. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight as we get into this topic. Yeah, I think that um, you hit it on the head. These guys that were Daniel's enemies, they only wanted the position. That was their entire. They didn't want to help the king. They wanted to help themselves. And they see this guy who's genuine. And this often happens with us as Christians is that unbelievers will see how genuine we are and they'll hate it. Yeah. They'll, they'll see that we are, yeah, we're afraid. We're not afraid to stand up for the truth. So they'll do anything in their power to find fault. You know, just like with the Pharisees and Jesus, they're like, this guy is too powerful. He's too goody, 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 two sandals. We need to find a flaw. Anytime someone's set up, there's people digging deep into their history to see what taxes they didn't pay or this or that. These guys, I'm sure they were using all their resources trying to dig up stuff on Daniel, and they couldn't find a thing. The guy was been, had been blameless from the time he was a child. And um, Wow. What yeah, a testimony. That yeah, <laughs> I know. But like, they couldn't dig up anything. So they're like, we need to create a law that we know he'll break. Like, think about that. He wouldn't break any law that they could think of, couldn't find anything wrong with him. So they pick something that he does all the time, and we're like, okay, we'll make that illegal. Just so they can find fault with him. That's exactly like with Jesus and stuff. They had to make up accusations against him that were false. Because, you know, what a testimony. I mean, I'm just, like, convicted. But just that, I'm like, you know, Peter says, you know, it's better for you to suffer for doing good than for evil. Yeah. You know, we all cry martyr and stuff, and it's like our own fault that we did something wrong. And people are like, oh, I thought you were a Christian. Oh, I'm a martyr. Yeah, right, <laughs> Instead yeah. of like someone, totally. you know, being being persecuted for doing what's right, Daniel was an ultimate example of that. Joseph, another one. Never did anything wrong, and things just kept happening to them bad, but they stuck by their faith with God. And that's a challenge, because God is God, and he's in control. Thank you for listening to The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. We're here every week without fail. You can check out our website www.thealtralife.com you can listen to The Ultra Life anytime you want 24 hours a day 7 days a week you can stream us online you can do lots of different things you can find out where we're actually played on the air throughout the country you can throughout be the world on Facebook yeah Facebook we got all that good stuff yeah. it's, uh, it's a fun thing to get linked in with a networking of Christians and, and believers for a similar purpose and uh, you know Daniel had it with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and you should have it with the altar life with Brandon Jeff, <laughs> period, um, and other people too. Yeah, I think it's cool because you might not always be in the car, you might not catch the show, but you can listen to it anytime you want, right on your PC. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Yeah. I'm in complete agreement with you, Jeff. I'm glad. If you miss the altar life, log on to www.thealtralife.com. And listen to the most recent episode. Coming out of uh, Mainstay Double Play, that was called Only One. And moving along in our story tonight, Daniel 6, the famous story of Daniel. And uh, so these guys schemed, as Jeff was saying, schemed to create a law that Daniel would would transgress. Um, 
And you know what? They took it to the bank. They knew Daniel would transgress. That's an amazing thing in and of itself. They knew that if they created a law about not praying to his God, that he surely would not obey it. Wow. (laughs) You know, I think about that in myself and go, you know, if there was a law that said you can spend your life in prison if, you know, you go to church on Sunday or if you, you know, pray to the Lord and you have, you know, you believe in God, you know, would you have a second thought? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> would you be like, uh, is it worth it? Would you have that thought? You know, um, man, that's that's a challenge. You know, Daniel, yeah. they knew. They knew how much serious Daniel was about his God that they said he will surely not obey this. Um, to the extent that they went out and actually got it signed and, you know, went to the king and got it through politics and everything. And then they you buttered know. it up, forced it through. They didn't need the votes. Yeah, you know, all that <laughs> political mumbo jumbo. Two hundred sixteen seats in the house, and all. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's amazing how steadfast Daniel is in this. Um, you know what his reaction was? Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, he opened his window toward Jerusalem, and he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom. He prayed and gave thanks. Man, I don't think I'd be giving thanks. I'd be praying and hoping God would bail me out. I know. That's such a <laughs> He's challenge. Like, Thanks, thing. God, that in this situation, you know, you will be glorified. What? He had that perspective all the time. I'm so far from that. Something just little happens to me and I'm like, I know. <laughs> I feel like I treat God like my personal ATM machine. I only hit it when I need something. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hit up ATM. Got to get some cash. Sheesh. You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> think about that like i like brent said i would be going on my knees god what do i do should i pray to you should i not pray to you what is what is your will for my life i need this i need you to protect me i need this i need you to change this person's mind i need you man thanks god you know it's just unbelievable unbelievable and this is a man just like us same temptation same sin surrounding them a culture that's much like ours didn't want anything to do with god what a challenge as we've been talking I wonder if Daniel actually was thinking back back when he was being, you know, challenged to be put to death unless he could answer a dream, you know, and that, that day when he came back to his buddies and said, we got to pray because um, we're going to be killed if we can't do this. Um, and God came through and then he, went, and he thought about um, all those times in his life where God came through and God preserved his life. Um, you know, he's had a history and a life of standing up for what's right and God having his back, you know, why would he change now? You know, and we have the story here of all the things that happened to Daniel. We can read that. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, why wouldn't God preserve your life for, for standing next to God? And even if he didn't preserve your life, like in that story where Shadrach, and me, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego said, even if God doesn't preserve my life in the fire, I'm still going to worship him. You know, even if, even if, that having that attitude of even if, um, Daniel can say thanks. You know, thank you, God, for, for what I've got so far and what you have in store for me. And, um, you know, wow, what a, what a perspective. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Lion's Den by Believable Picnic. And uh, speaking of lions and picnics, <laughs> the zoo. 
is a phenomena. It's like an unbelievable phenomena. You know, we take it for granted that yeah. right in the, you know, in the city of, of, well, in our hometown, the city of Philadelphia, there's a zoo where there's ravenous beasts behind I know cages that want to rip your head off that just are in the city. Yeah, I just think that that's so amazing. You just said that. I just had a bombshell dropped on my head when you said that. I'm like, they're just there all the time. Like these are like wild animals, and they're just there in the city. In the city, it's unbelievable. At any moment, any security breach, yeah, and they could be running amok throughout the streets of Philadelphia. Unreal. It's crazy. You just you just opened my eyes and enlightened me to something I, I never thought of before. <laughs> Not even before this topic or this <laughs> unbelievable segment. You're just getting it right it's now. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just think it's amazing that these guys how did these guys get the lions in the den? You know, like right. who was whose job was that to capture the lions just for feeding on human flesh? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done some research on like what a den like was. Yeah. It's like there's the different versions of it. Like I know we see like drop this big pit and yeah. like, it falls down. And then there's the you know there's just like a cage you just throw them in. Yeah. <laughs> was it just like this big open area of rocks and they just put a rock in front so they could get out? Like what was it like? Was it like the yeah. zoo? I don't you know. Imagine. There's like, so many stupid people. No offense to people that have actually been injured at zoos, but there's the people that are like trying to feed the animals. Don't feed the animals. There's signs all over the zoo. How many times do we have to tell you people? And then they're like, oh, I'm going to sue the zoo because the animal ate my face off. Well, what were you doing? Why was your face anywhere near the animal? I don't know. I just went off on a rampage for a second there. There's so many cases about that. you've experienced that. I haven't personally, but I've seen it. It's always like when animals attack. I'm like, well, what did you do to make them attack you? I've been to the zoo. I've never been attacked. I stay at a safe distance. I stay in the walkways. The fake... Oh, what's your, what's your favorite elephant? Uh, I'm sorry, elephant. Yeah, what's your favorite elephant? I know what's your favorite, favorite. What's animal your favorite is. animal? Uh, I like giraffes. Yeah, because Jeffrey the giraffe spelled my way. Ah, nice. um, my son actually says uh, thanks to my mother-in-law. When you, you go through the list of animals, you know what do they say? What do cows say? Moo. Right. Uh, when we say what does the giraffe say, he goes neck, and he points to his neck. Oh, that like they <laughs> actually say that. Wouldn't that be hilarious if they? That did? would be funny. Hey, neck. 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 <laughs> oh, there's the giraffes there. Uh, I don't I know what I think is fun is the coolest. It definitely isn't an elephant, although I had elephant on the brain just then. Um, <laughs> Must have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sloth bear. I think it's so cool to have a bear that does nothing and can sloth and get away with it. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I would put I would put that guy to put, put him to work, to work yeah. a little bit. Lions um, are pretty cool, though. I like watching them. They're pretty powerful and majestic in the, their own sense. Like Aslan. Uh, anyway, on the other side, we'll continue the great music. <laughs> that was All Star United with Superstar. Before that, you heard I'm Lion O by Reliant K. Lion O. Before that, you heard our Unbelievable segment. And before that, you heard Lion's Den by Believable Picnic. We've got the lion theme going. The Lion's Den. Daniel and the Lion's Den. Part six and final part of our Daniel series. We thank you for tuning in and for joining us for hour two of The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Um... We are in chapter six of Daniel, and we've gotten so far as to when the decree was made that Daniel could no longer pray to the God of Israel. He had to worship King Darius. And what did Daniel do? He went and he prayed to the God of Israel because that was his custom from an early age, it says. And I love it. His boldness of opening the windows. You know, it's not like yeah. he's like, okay, well, I'll just pray in secret then. You know, I'll just, I'll just hide in my closet. 
I'll just like you know genuflect with my index finger on my face, and people won't know. People just think I'm scratching my nose, and then uh, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. The end. <laughs> and um, Daniel, no way, man. He did as it was all the time. From the from time when he was a, a young lad, he went knelt down, prayed to God, and gave God thanks. You That's know unbelievable. His success wasn't because you're thinking, well, Daniel, he was a super spiritual dude. And so, like, of course, he didn't struggle with stuff like that. You know, it says there that he gave thanks before his God, which was his custom since early days. You know, it was his habit to spend time in prayer. It was his habit to seek the Lord since his early days. You know, wow. You know, you you get to this point and you're like, how could he be so faithful to the God? How could he be so consistent? You know, how could he go through all this stuff and come out, you know, you know, having a reputation that he had and having the spirit that he had. Man. <laughs> crazy. That is crazy. You're listening to their Also Life with Brett and Jeff. That was Cross the Line by Super Chick and um, Daniel crossed the line that the, that man had put in place in order to honor God. We talked about Belshazzar last week and he had crossed the line that God had put in place. And that's where you, that's a big no-no. But Daniel in the world's eyes did a big no-no but in God's eyes he did exactly what God wanted for him which was to continue his relationship without any inside any impact sorry from the outside affecting the vertical relationship that he had with God from the time that he was a young man and we can allow a lot of outside factors to affect our relationship with God and Daniel most certainly with all the the negative things that happened in his life and the people that he watched die you know, people of his own land when they took the, the young men away, and I'm sure lots of people were getting killed that were fighting against the the Babylonian regime, and and then when the Medes and the Persians came and took over Babylon, and you know, there's a lot of different things that went on, and Daniel was witness to this, and he wasn't even afraid. You know, think about this: they came in and killed Belshazzar, like on the spot, when God was like, "You're judged," and bam, that night he died. This is the same people that took over that put this law in place, saying you can't serve God. Yeah, and Daniel wasn't like, oh, they killed Belshazzar. What are they going to do to me? No way. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I love the king's reaction because the king's reaction was like, whoa. Yeah, he I, knew. I can't believe that this. I did this. I'm yeah. so <laughs> I'm such a chump. Um, and, you know, Daniel was such the man of God. And I think the king had really developed a relationship with him that he really did care about Daniel. Um and he said, you know, I, I believe that your God is going to take care of you. <laughs> like, despite my me being a chump, <laughs> um, God's really going to take care of you because you... Pr- and it's, this goes to the testimony of how Daniel lived his life. Um, because he really did live it out loud to the point where the king knew what he was all about. There was no doubt in his mind that God was real and um, that he was capable of protecting him from the lions. And, you know... The king said that's going to happen. Now, the king was worried still because yeah. he knew he screwed up and um, he didn't want to see Daniel. He was kind of hoping. It's probably a wishful thought, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, your guy's faithful enough. Hopefully he will. And um, stayed up all night, couldn't sleep, yeah. and then waited till the rooster crowed in the morning and then ran to the, the lion's den and there was Daniel, you know, saved by God. And, uh, man, um God is faithful to those who are faithful. Um, he is faithful regardless of our condition, actually. But um, when we take him at his word and we align ourselves with his will, man, he is he is more than faithful to have our back. 
The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Adam Watts with To Believe. Daniel believed. Sometimes I think we have difficulty believing that God's going to see us through a difficult circumstance. But remember, Daniel, nowhere do we see, other than Darius, who is actually you know pretty enlightened, he might not have known what he was saying, but uh, Daniel didn't know whether, you know, just like with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's like, you know, God can save us. But if not, we're still not going to, I'm sure Daniel was in the same boat. He's like, you know, God, he could save me from the lions then, but if not, then um, I'm lion chow and I'm in his presence. You know, yeah. it was like, wow, that's an incredible attitude. It's not like he was suicidal. Like he did this because oh, I don't care what you say. It was, it had nothing to do with what the king did. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was like, I'm going to rebel against the, the law of the land. And it wasn't an attitude of selfishness in any way. It was God. It was all about God. Totally focused on God. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't impacted by the fact. It wasn't like, I'm going to go pray harder now that they made this law. You know, it was just, he was unwavering, unimpacted by what was going on. Man, I'm just so impressed with Daniel. I'm more impressed with Daniel now than I was, um, you know, close to two hours ago when we, before yeah. we started. Because... Every time I go through this, I just see his consistency and how he lived his life and um, and how the Lord honored that. And not only his reputation, but also um, in doing miracles on his behalf. And I mean, I, I want to be that guy, you know, in my walk with the Lord. I want to be consistent. I want to be faithful. I want the Lord to do amazing things through me. Um, and I think we all want that as believers. We would all love to have that that kind of a lifestyle. You know, I think about Paul and you were talking about the, the lion's den, um, and how he was like, you know, even if he doesn't save me, it's okay. You know, to live as, I always think of Paul when he says to live as Christ, you know, but to die is gain because I'll be with him. Like Paul had that same perspective. And I think as we grow in a relationship with the Lord, that's the perspective that we start having. You know, I think that's the goal is to have a perspective where, you know, if I live, it's all about God. But if I die, I'm going to be with God. Yeah. And to have that perspective and that faith allows you to go through the lion's den in your life and be thankful. Like David said, thanks, Lord. I praise you. I'm just going to consistent being, this is what you've gotten me this far. You'll continue to keep me. Um, and take that to every situation that you have where you're struggling tonight because God is there with you. You know, that's his perspective. Um, and man, I'm challenged to have that perspective to say to live as Christ Lord is all about you no matter what state I'm in but to die is game and I'm so far from that in my sin and my weaknesses because I just don't have that faith you know God give us the faith tonight to believe to believe you like that yeah Daniel's sitting down there he's hearing the growling probably he's hearing the the stomach's growling Uh-oh. of the lions who are growling because they're hungry um, and you know I I just think it's amazing because that must have been the most stressful night yet just like Daniel had when he found out that it was going to be against the law, I'm sure he was thanking God down there. Yep. Thank you, God, for this last minute where I haven't been eaten. <laughs> Thank you for this next minute where I haven't been eaten. You know, I mean, just think about that. He's probably going back to the basics and saying, God, thank you for this person. Thank you for the way this changed my life. It's unbelievable to think about. That was Audience of One by Sanctus Real. Daniel knew no matter what gods the country he was in served, no matter what they said about who he could or could not serve, that God... The God of Israel was the one true God. And that's where we've been tonight. We're so excited about this series. It's just so humbling to think about how this is the same God that we serve and how Daniel was with 
God and his relationship in the midst of all those terrible circumstances. We have the power. He didn't even have the Holy Spirit indwelling in his life, you know, like we do. God sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. Jesus said that I'm going to go so that the Holy Spirit can come because that's better for you. That's, you know, that's what we have. Isn't that amazing that we have the ability to stand in the lion's den without fear because of what God has done, because of what he's given us in our lives. It's pretty amazing. And we're going to wrap up not only the show tonight, but the Daniel series. We've had a great time. And I think it's just appropriate to sum up with King Darius's words, his revelation out of all this, this, what happened. This is what he said. And he told everyone in the land at this time. And it says, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. That's everyone. Peace be multiplied to you. And I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is, God is, the living God, and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. His dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? It wasn't about how great Daniel was. You know, I get from that. It wasn't about how great Daniel was. Everything Daniel did, even his relationship with God, even, um, you know, the, the amazing things that he did, which was like interpret dreams. And I mean, he, he was, he was, he did miracles. Daniel was like allowed, God did miracles through him and he could have been like, oh yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> no, the message that always came out of Daniel's life was your God is the true and living God. Your God's dominion and kingdom will live forever. And that was the testimony that Daniel had. And, um, man, what a challenge for our for our lives to have that testimony. Yeah, I mean, I just, what Daniel says when he comes out, he says, Oh, king, live forever. The guy that threw him into the pit. The guy that made the law that he couldn't serve his own God anymore. He, he praises him and says, Live forever. My God sent his angel, shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him, God. Because to be able to say that I'm innocent before God is out, is outrageous. It's, a, it's an outrageous claim and almost could be blasphemous if it were not true. And he says, and I've done no wrong before you. The king knew that Daniel had done nothing wrong. And Daniel knew that about the king. So that's why he's like, king, live forever. I know that this happened for a purpose. God was in control. And we are just like Daniel. And we have a greater opportunity to live for God because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can stand innocent and blameless before God. We can come boldly to the throne of grace for help in a time of need, just like Daniel did, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, and Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> when, he was, when he finally realized his need for God, he came and worshiped God. Unfortunately, Belshazzar did not. Uh, yeah. But you see the impact that Daniel and his friends had on everyone they met. And we get to see King Darius making this proclamation for the entire world that God is the only living God, the one true God to serve. We've had a great time. Until next week. Be cool, cats. Live for Christ. That's all, folks. Period. (laughs) 